We're going to take the word of God this morning. I take my text from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 8. I'm going to be reading verses 6 to 7 from the translation of choice, New King James Version of the Bible. Ecclesiastes 8, 6 to 7, I read. It says, because for every matter, because for every matter there is a time and judgment, though the misery, the misery of man increases greatly because he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? I read again. Because for every matter there is a time and judgment, though the mystery of man increases greatly, for he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? In this time that we're at, things are happening at a speed we cannot even comprehend. The news you have now is already two days late. We can't even catch up with a chain of events and they're not good. And the Bible prepares us by saying, because for every matter, there is a time and judgment. The sad thing, the misery of man increases because he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? The same scripture, verse 7 in the English Standard Version says, for he does not know what is to be. For who can tell him how it will be? He does not know what is to be. And who will tell him or who can tell him how it will be? Father, we thank you because your word is quick and powerful. Enlightening the darkness of man. Helping us navigate through all the difficulties of life. Coming to the place of our understanding. And looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that you may take absolute control and turn things around according to the goodness of God towards the sons of men. Thank you, Father Lord, for this word. In Jesus' name we pray. My time is short this morning. I want to speak to you what I entitled, What Time Is It? Really? What time is it? Really? First of all, I want to commiserate with all the nations of the world, all the cities, all the families that have been hit really badly by the scourge of coronavirus. And we are no different. We're going through a lot. Things are being shut down. Economies are tumbling. Everybody is in this boat. And this boat is a stormy one. But thank God that in our boat, Jesus is in our boat. That's a good place to clap. Jesus is in our boat. <laughs> But beyond commiserating with the world, beyond saying the stories, beyond the prayers that God abate what is going on, should we not go beyond that? Why all this? We can't just say all the emotional things and all the right things and all the socially acceptable norms. We should interrogate the seasons and, and look at what God has to say and how it falls in the plans of God. And my text says, the mystery of man increases for he does not know what will happen. The English Standard Version says, for he does not know what is to be. For who can tell him how it will be? How will this still end? Who will tell us? And so we turn our attention to God who made all things. And because we will not always know what is coming, 
We need God to help us to navigate. I want to read one more scripture to you. Ecclesiastes 3, 11, the New Living Translation says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. This is the punchline. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to the end. And so when things happen, people think God cannot be in it. Sometimes we act like God may not know what is going on, what I'm dealing with. But the Bible says people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to the end, even though he set eternity in our hearts. And that is the misery of man because we are the ones that play catch up. God is always in season. And the same Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. So some things we were not meant to know. But God who knows knows what we're going through and he will work it out for our advantage in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the, the, the trouble is when bad things happen inexplicably to seemingly good people. We get a little angry, we get a little uncomfortable and all kind of postulations begin to go around. And I want to charge you saints of God that never get to the point that you blame God. Because God does no evil to his children. Never get to the point you're so confused. You walk away from God. Because the most that can be said is that God allows some things to happen. Even though he's not the one doing it. Perhaps to catch our attention. Can I say to you that perhaps God allowed all this. To get the attention of man so that we will look up beyond the hills from whence comes our help and not find our strength in the structures we have built, the cities we have built, the technologies we have built. And so these things may have become such, so much an idol that once God steps a little away from the equation of man and we see what could go wrong all of a sudden in spite of our technologies and our, our seeming strength and our economies, we tend to realize that somehow maybe somebody was holding everything together so that when it was working, we thought we were the one doing it, but all the time it was God holding it together. I want to engage you pastors this morning. Imagine if God were to remove, um, what's it called now? Gravity. Imagine, okay, who is holding, who puts gravity in place and who keeps it there? Now, if God steps away from the equation of man and moves his gravity, what happens? We float into oblivion. Everything fails. So our arrogance, our overconfidence in the things we have built may be the reason God just wants to show us that even your technology will fail if he moves the moon away one kilometer from where it is. And if the sun were to come a little closer, everything will be consumed. So maybe God is allowing this because perhaps he's one shielding us from these invisible threats that are all around the place. But all this time, they didn't seem to be able to do anything to us. And now that this is happening, instead of getting mad, oh, son of man, maybe it is time to say, God, I'm sorry. I, I kind of got too swollen-headed. I, I, I kind of went off on my own because I thought I had this all nailed down. I had it pat in place and almost to the point that I begin to think maybe I don't really need God. Maybe I am God. And so when things start to happen like this we should interrogate it and say how come 
these things didn't happen before. How come it started suddenly? Where is God? Maybe it was God shielding us. I believe God is trying to catch the attention of man, particularly the nations of the world, particularly the strong ones, because they were glorying in their strength. Anything we go, any good thing we have, anybody that has it, it is God that gave it. And so when thing, bad things happen inextricably, I, 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 sometimes we, we get it wrong, we, 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 we go bad. I'll give you an example. There was a man called Job. And he was such a good man, God blessed him. And he was the greatest man in the eastern part of the world. Until God, for a good reason, again, stepped back a little bit from the equation. That's what God did. He said, I'll just step back a little bit. And things suddenly went bad. So when things suddenly go bad, humongously, particularly across nations that used to look, you can't even touch them. You must know that it is beyond the ordinary. Perhaps God stepped back. Job was so rich. He was the greatest man in the eastern part of the world. When God stepped back, everything went bad. Everything went so bad, even his health went bad. Check what is going on around now. Money, economies, health, medical uh, issues, families separated. You can't even fly into Nigeria anymore because all the international airports. So if you're outside, you're stuck. In unbelievable things happen to Job because step, God stepped back a little bit. My prayer is that God, whatever we will do that will cause you to step back, Lord, help us not to do it. If we have done it, forgive us, Lord. And so when this happened, I read Job 2 verses 9 to 10 from the contemporary English version of the Bible. Job 2, 9 to 10, contemporary English version of the Bible. Things are so bad. The Bible says his wife asks Job, why do you still trust God? Why don't you curse him and die? You're, you're, things are so bad for you. And things are looking bad. <laughs> and Job replied, Joe's replies, my response is hallelujah. You're my redeemer. Hallelujah. But let, let me read it. Let me read it. Job replied, oh, don't talk like a fool. If we accept blessings from God, we must accept trouble as well. In all that happened, Job never once said anything against God. And you know what happened? God turned it around and gave him double what he had before. Extended his life and he saw his grandchildren to the fourth generation. So just because things are going bad, you have no right to forsake God. Nobody dares curse God. And that's why we worship God with the song today. My response, even at times where I don't understand what is going on. I don't like where I'm at. I, 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 I feel terrible. I feel like losing my mind. But when it comes to God, when it comes to Jehovah, when it comes to the King of Kings, I calm myself down and I say, even though I bleed, my response is Hallelujah You're my Redeemer You'll be my Deliverer You'll be my Helper You'll be my Ebenezer You'll be my Jehovah Rohi Who will lead me through The deepest valleys And He will not keep me there He will lead me out of my trouble 
chapters. He will take me through. He will restore my soul. And at the end, he sets before me a banquet feast in the sight of my enemies that thought because of the sequence of things that they had seen that I will never make it through. He sets a banquet feast before my enemies and I eat to my field. He anoints my cup. He anoints my head with oil and my cup of blessings begin to run over. And that is why I recommend to you, child of God, I recommend to you, whoever you are there, don't join them and curse God. Don't join them and say, God is bad. Don't curse. Don't, no, no, no. Say, my response is he recovered in style. And the Bible said all his friends, all his former friends who had gone away, they came back to him giving him gifts. People came back to celebrate him. So though I walk through the valley, as long as Jehovah is Jehovah Rohi to me, the bishop and the shepherd of my soul, he will guide me and navigate me through the difficult times. And whatever I lost, God is able to restore unto me the years and, and the things the coronavirus has eaten out of my life. I want to say, be rest assured that this too will pass away. Be rest assured that all will be well. Be rest assured that God does no evil to his children. God does not rejoice in iniquity. God does not rejoice. God just wants to catch our attention. Let your strength not be in what you have built. Let your strength be in Jehovah. Let your strength be in the ability of God, not in your own strength. Let your strength not even be in your bank account because he can richly supply all your needs without money. Glory to God. I said, be rest assured that all will be well. Can I get an amen? I want to prove this to you. 2 Corinthians 1 verses 8 to 10. This is Paul speaking. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 to 10. It says, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble. Somebody say trouble. Our trouble which came to us in Asia, Asia, here we come again, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength and soul, that we despaired even of life. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, and this one seems like a short sentence of death because you don't even know where it's coming from. That we should not trust in ourselves. That's the punchline. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver us, and whom we trust that he will still deliver us. Amen. The New Living Translation says, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through, the troubles we're going through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. We are overwhelmed. Every where you turn beyond our ability to endure and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. I like this, but as a result, we 
stopped relying on ourselves. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and we learn to rely only on God. The one who raises the dead and he did rescue us from that point for mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. Maybe all this is to bring out the result where like Paul, we stop relying on ourselves and we put our confidence in God. And the Bible says because of this, he rescued us from this danger. The message Bible in verse 9 says, as it turned out, that is where everything ended. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened to us. So that instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get us out of it, we're forced to trust God totally. When you get beyond yourself, when you look what great nations cannot deal with, how can smaller nations deal with it? When everything is being shut down, you ought to know that it is about time to you look somewhere else. And I recommend the psalmist. I say, I look beyond the mountains of my problems. I look to him who made the hills and the mountains. Because the he that keepeth Israel never sleeps nor slumbers. Uh, as the mountains surround Jerusalem as a protective force, he protects his own. So even though we walk through the darkest valleys, Jehovah Rohi, we are not afraid because you are with us. We're not ashamed to say we're losing some things. We're not ashamed to say we lost a little of our confidence. But we remember that you are with us. And you'll bring us through. And we give you glory and praise. In the name of Jesus. Well, rest assured as you delivered Paul, you will deliver us. Romans 8.28, the New Living Translation, just puts the icing on the cake. It says, and we know that God causes, I like that. That's the translation you should go for. The New King James says, we know that God, uh, we know that God makes all things to work out. That's good, makes all things. But I prefer this one. And we know that God causes, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. The word cause is God gets down. God rolls up his sleeve. God takes off his jacket. God comes down into our situation, into our family, into our nation. Can I hear amen? Come into Lagos. Come, come into our church. God causes. God doesn't just speak to it. God gets involved to make all these things turn out for our good. And so shall it be for everyone who's turning their attention back to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be rest assured. Be rest assured that God is in control. And this too shall pass. It amazes me that even us Christians forget that God is always trying to catch your attention of man. And believe me, he will do anything and he will allow anything to happen just to catch our attention. Why? Because he loves us. He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to be part of our lives. He doesn't want us to live a useless life. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone. He wants our life to be meaningful and he wants us to enjoy eternity with him. And so if he has to cause a little hardship to catch your attention, because of where he's taking you to after the difficulty, it is worth the trouble. Let me read this to you. Hebrews 1 verse 3. Oh, Hebrews 
1 verses 1 to 3 the new king james version and that one says god who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us you and i by his son jesus christ whom he appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding, I like that, upholding all things by the word of his power. So God is one upholding all things by the word of his power. Not you, not, not, not any nation. So that's an illusion. He's the one upholding all things by the word of his power. So when he steps a little out of the equation, things begin to fall apart. That's what the Bible says. For he sent his son who is upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. And he's speaking to us again through this prophet. Say, I am trying to catch your attention. I am the one that upholds all things for you. Don't forget that. And we can have a relationship. We can rebuild things. We can go higher. Can I hear someone say amen? The Message Bible in verse 3 says, The Son perfectly mirrors God and is stamped, and is stamped with God's nature. He holds everything together by what he says. Powerful words. When things begin to fall apart, you need to remember Hebrews 1 verse 3. It says it is Jesus who holds everything together by what he says, powerful words. It is Jesus that holds everything together. And that's why we need to turn back to God. Even in our pain. And some of us have not followed him closely. We have not allowed him to be Jehovah Rohi. And so we, we went about doing our own thing our own way. And it's not working anymore. I'm sure Grace Assembly, you remember crossover 2018 to 2019. I was telling you, I was prophesying that a season is coming. When all the laws that men held sacrosanct, all the, all the th structures by which you could build, they're going to fail. I said to you, they're all going to fail. I don't, it sounds crazy, but nothing will remain the same. And I said, that's why Jehovah has to become Jehovah Ebenezer, our helper. And into this year, I was telling the people of God again, I said, this year, if you don't allow Jehovah to be your Rohi, to lead you and to guide you, you may take a step that will wreck you. You may go the wrong path. Things may not work the way they used to work so don't trust in yourself let him guide you by the hand bible says he will lead us to a glorious destiny if you will let him guide us by his counsel i am sure by now a lot of people are ready to be advised by the lord i'm sure by now a lot of governments will not mind to read the bible because everything else has failed let god be true and every man a liar. I close with a word of comfort to all of you good people listening to me that the Lord haven't caught our attention. He will extend his mercy to us. He will restore our losses. He will cause us to pursue, to overtake and recover all and reestablish us and strengthen us from Zion. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to pray for those who are struggling even at this time saying, Pastor, I hear you, but too much has happened. There's, not too, there's nothing called too much for the Lord. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life, so that even if you were dead, I can raise you back to life. With God, nothing shall be impossible. The one that rebukes the wind and the winds and the waves become silent. The one that walks on water, he will reach you wherever you are. He will touch you in your situation. He will show himself strong on your behalf. He will take us out of this and will be stronger as a nation, stronger as a people, stronger as a black race, stronger a humanity who fears God and loves God. Father, thank you for what you are done and what you are doing. Blessed be your name forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. It is for this reason I want us to take a hymn of faith. And as we worship the Lord with this hymn, I know the workings of God will begin to take effect in our lives. Angelic activity will be infused into our situations. Heaven will come into our homes, into our finances, into our nation. As we worship the Lord with a hymn that is entitled, My Faith is Built on Nothing Else. I want you to sing along with, you, with us, those of you at home. Open your hearts and let God come in. My hope is built on nothing else.
And the wordings of this hymn is what I'm going to use to pray for you. Pray for your family, pray for the church, pray for the city of Lagos, pray for our nation, and pray for the world. The hymn says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame of things, but instead I wholly lean on Jesus' name. And so whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will not be cast away. The, the other stanza says my his oath his covenant his blood is what supports me in this overwhelming flood of problems global problems matakalebros his oath his covenant his blood let him be that will speak for us in this overwhelming flood that has transcended nations and crossed oceans it says, when all around my soul gives way, all the things I used to work gives way, he then is all my hope and my stay. Can you lift up your hands in submission to God in prayer? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the members of Grace Assembly. Father, help us to return to you with all our heart. Help us to return to you wholeheartedly and not trust in the things that men give, men have, and men build. May our hope not never again be built on anything less than the blood of Jesus and the righteousness of God. May we never again backslide to the point where trusting in things framed by the, by the postulations of man and the science and, and, and the technologies of men, but may we continue to lean on Jesus' name, the name that is above every other name. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee of the virus and the consequences, let them bow to the name of Jesus. May his oath oh, of commitment to us, backed by his covenant in the everlasting blood of Jesus, let it be that which will support us in this season of, of this floods, the tsunami that is wiping away cities, wiping away economies, wiping away peoples and tribes. May this covenant of the blood of Jesus support us and deliver us and give us victory in the name of Jesus. Even when our soul is destitute of hope and we're broken because we're men and we see losses on every side, when our soul gives way to despair, when all the things that our soul used to rely upon are not there anymore, may the Lord be our hope and our mainstay. May the Lord show up for you and your family. May the Lord arrest the situation in Lagos and in Lagos State and in Nigeria. As surely as he will do it for us as a nation, he will do it for Africa, he will do it across the nations of the world in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because every man is made in the image and the likeness of God. And God is not pleased in the death of a sinner. What he wants is the repentance of every man so that he can receive all to himself. May the Lord preserve the life of all of us. And let every eye be open to see the goodness of God. So as many as now begin to see the goodness of God may align with Christ. And those of us that are already in Christ may hold on more closely to the Lord. And so may the Lord turn our captivity around. 
May we look back on this and say, had it not been for the Lord who was on our side. When the storm of viruses wanted to extinguish our families, had it not been for the Lord who took control, what will our case have been? As a nation, may we be able to say, the Lord has been our deliverer. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And as for the church of the Lord, I use Grace Assembly as a point of contact. Now that this virus is not even allowing us to meet with a corporate anointing in person, because there's a lot that everybody brings together, it will not diminish the strength of the church. The church of the Lord is marching on to glory. Even as we do it in the cyberspace, we'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And when this is over, the world will find that the church has even grown stronger in the season that we couldn't meet in person. And all will be to the glory of the name of the Lord. Blessed be God who does amazing things for us. We give him praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen and amen and amen. And this too shall pass and it will lead to testimonies of the victories of God in Jesus' mighty name. So once again, be rest assured that this will pass and God is in control.